Welcome to a new episode of my podcast, Believe It, Pursue It. Your habits are pretty much the small decisions you take and the subsequent actions you perform every day. They're extremely important as they help you establish a routine, and the routine you establish can neither hold you back or help you move forward in life. In this episode, we will explore the key characteristics of habits, how we can truly understand them, and how we can choose to replace those that don't serve our life's purpose anymore. Let's start by talking about the key characteristics of habits. Our habits are definitely repetitive, and that's their first key characteristic. The more you repeat a habit, the stronger it becomes, and the more established it is in your daily lifestyle. Take an athlete, for example, and try to think of the amount of exercise they go through every single day. This exercise is possible because it has become part of their daily routine, and it's something they live with and they don't change easily. They don't break because it's a habit. And since they have been athletes for a long time, exercise has been a repetitive action for a long time too. It's part of their lifestyle. It's part of their daily routine. Habits are challenging as it's really difficult to change them. For example, if you have lived years and years eating a certain diet, or unlike my previous example of athletes not exercising, you'll find it very challenging to change your routine. In order to change it, you'll have to understand what those habits are and associate them with pros and cons. The good news is there are definitely many ways in which you can change your bad habits and replace them with new, empowering ones. You just need to know how to do that. The bad news is there are definitely many ways in which you can also change your good habits and adopt new, unhealthy or non-beneficial ones that harm your physical and mental health or hold your progress in life. And in order to avoid the latter, you need to be aware of your habits and the benefits or drawbacks they bring in your life. Habits are also comforting, and that's a big power element of theirs. See, we tend to go back to our routine, even if it is a bad or unhealthy one, because we find comfort in it. There is an element of known that makes us feel secure and guarantees we're familiar with the output which we anticipate. Stepping out of your routine equals stepping out of your comfort zone, simply because you can't predict the output. You don't know what anything different will be like or feel like. Just in the thought of doing something different, something we're not used to and are not familiar with, the fear of the unknown kicks in. And it's this fear that prevents you from stepping outside of your habitual way of thinking or acting. The main thing you need to remember, however, is that by staying true to your habits, you definitely create no chains whatsoever. And here is when you need to ask yourselves the following question. Do you want to create chains? And if so, in which areas of your life? Although in some cases, resisting chains may be good, for example, when it comes to healthy habits, In some other cases, it holds your progress and basically guarantees you will not move forward in your life or progress any further. So if you want change, if you want progress, 
your habits, your daily routine is one of the first areas you need to explore further. Now, moving on to another key characteristic of habits, it's worth mentioning that they're triggered by and tightly linked to emotions. What do I mean by that? If a habit you've created makes you feel bad in any way, you're more likely to get rid of it or replace it, as long as you do indeed want to stay true to yourself and respond to those negative feelings of yours. The better a habit makes you feel, the more susceptible you are to maintain them. An example of a bad habit would be smoking or drinking. You maintain this habit that could easily become an addiction, not because it's good for you, but because of the way it makes you feel and the emotions associated with the act of smoking or drinking. You may get a sense of freedom from smoking, or you may have associated with a rebellious phase against your parents, school, society when you were a teenager. Whatever the feeling, it's triggered every single time you smoke again, and that's exactly what you're going for when you maintain this habit. You see, all habits are triggered by a craving, a motivational force, a desire that pushes you to act upon something in order to get to a desired state. You do not crave the habit of smoking. You do not crave a cigarette. You crave the feeling you have associated with it. And once you have that craving, you respond by acting upon it. And that very act is what eventually becomes your habit. Reinforcing the previous characteristic of habits, it's also worth highlighting that the outcome of your habits alone is not enough to change them or get rid of them. You need to open up and let yourself associate your habits to emotions rather than trying to logically explain the results if you truly want to change them. Knowing, for example, that the outcome of an unhealthy diet is putting on weight or potentially having health issues is not enough to keep you from eating junk food or excessive amounts of food. Instead, try to think how you will feel if you gain 20 kilos of weight. How will your loved ones feel and how will that affect your relationships? Will you be confident? Will you feel content? Will you be happy or proud of yourself? And if not, why not? Go deep into these emotions and visualize yourself as overweight or unhealthy. How does that make you feel? Finally, as you've already gathered, of course, habits can be good and they can be bad. And especially when it comes to bad habits, it's definitely worth understanding how much of a detrimental effect they have to you or your loved ones. If they do have a detrimental effect, ask yourselves, why do you maintain them? Once you're familiar with all the key characteristics of habits and more aware of how these are formed, it's worth splitting your habits into good ones and bad ones. It may sound like a very simplistic exercise, but it is actually a very powerful one. You can't change your bad habits unless you really know what those are and the reason why you have maintained them for so long. Once again, what's the emotion associated with them? Do you get a sense of freedom, a sense of independence, a sense of excitement, and a nice rush you don't want to let go of? There are many systems and many methods available today on how to replace your bad habits. Lots of gurus promising you a different, healthy routine for yourself. 
personal trainers and health coaches promising a different body and life coaches or counselors promising a growth positive mindset or a healthy mindset respectively. And they can all deliver their promises indeed. But even the best of those professionals will be completely unsuccessful if they don't help you understand first the root cause of those habits and the feelings associated with them. See, in order to break a pattern, you need to create a leverage. And in order to create leverage, you need to understand and get closer to the feelings you're after. What do you need? What emotions matter to you and why? Once you go through the above process, trust me when I say it's absolutely astonishing what the human mind can do. If you want something bad enough and you know why you want to replace a bad habit, it's time to actually take proper action. What are you replacing your bad habit with? What's the new routine you want to establish for yourself and why? When you identify that, same as when you created your bad habit, remember to repeat the new routine, the new habit of yours, over and over again until it becomes part of who you are, part of your lifestyle. If you repeat something long enough, an activity, a thought, words that you say out loud to yourself, a behavior, you can literally rewire your brain and create a new habit for yourself. So make sure you use this to your advantage. Be smart about the habits you choose to repeat. In the process of choosing some smart habits, it's worth thinking of the difficulty in replacing some of them. If you think about it, quitting an addictive habit is actually less difficult than replacing a thought process that has become a habit. That thought process can sometimes be the key behind an addictive behavior or a repetitive act of self-harm. And thoughts or beliefs are much more difficult to change than the acts themselves, but they're actually the origin of some of these acts. When you make a change, you therefore can change the outcome, what you get, but you may also change the process in which you reach an outcome. The most difficult change, however, but the most rewarding and sustainable in the end, is an identity change. When you decide to change your identity-based habits, you find yourself challenging your beliefs, your views of the world and yourself, your self-judgment if you'd like. To bring an example, I have always been an ambitious and goal-driven person myself, but growing up I was constantly lacking one thing, discipline. I was good at what I was doing, I was performing great, I was getting excellent grades at school and I was constantly craving something more, but I struggled with one thing, persistence and discipline. That's actually probably two things. It took me a while to realize that success doesn't come from being smart or showing up and doing the work just once. You need to keep doing it and doing it and doing it until it becomes your second nature. I remember my parents constantly trying to instill that discipline in me and help me get rid of this bad habit where I'd rather perform once or complete everything in a rush at the last minute. After many instances of me getting stressed last minute or not actually properly learning as a result of rushed studying or not getting sustainable results as a result of giving up quickly, I knew I had to change the way I was doing things. 
I knew I had to change my identity-based habit if I wanted to achieve something more fulfilling, something longer lasting, and if I wanted to fall in love with the process of achieving goals rather than always dreading it. It was then, in my search for things that could help with my discipline, that I came across an article about the power of habit, which seemed to suggest one thing. If you force yourself to do something, that one thing you desire to change or develop as a new pattern, behavior, or skill for a minimum of 21 days consecutively, without skipping a single day, you will, all of a sudden, start creating a whole new routine you will be well in the way of creating a new habit. According to the article, after 21 days, the brain starts getting accustomed to that new pattern of yours and consider it a new normal. It's as if this new habit has always been there and you automatically find yourself doing it without having to think or force yourself anymore. Over the years, I started using this technique with smaller things first things that didn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things, but I would benefit from in the long term. For example, meditating every day at the same time or drinking hot lemon water first thing in the morning or waking up at 5.30 a.m. and going to the gym. And of course, it goes without saying that some of them were more challenging than others to change. And 21 days is simply not enough for some habits to be replaced especially identity-based ones. And so after years of working on my bad habits and after years of coaching and life experiences, I've developed a method that consists of the following five key components. Emotional reason, identity target, focus on process, persistence, reward. That is emotional reason, identity target, Focus on process, persistence, reward. As long as I kept having these five, the same method worked for each goal of mine, reminding myself why I want to replace a bad habit every single day, focusing on the new identity of mine that I want to adopt, focusing on the process rather than the goal, forcing myself to do exactly the same thing, the new good habit every day at the same time without breaking once and recognizing my little but significant achievement at the end of the day every single day. Since then, I have been using this method every single time I want to commit to something that I find naturally challenging to do. And over time, this system encompasses everything I do to help me and my clients achieve goals in life, develop ourselves further, and reach out for our dreams. Before I finish with today's podcast, I will share some tips on how you can use the above five-step method. As a reminder, the five steps are emotional reason, identity target, focus on process, persistence, and reward. And here are some tips to help you get through those steps successfully. Commit to your goal and love the process. Find out what your goal is and why it matters to you. Ask the question why and have a powerful answer you can get back to every single time you find it challenging to keep going. The answer really needs to be a powerful one, one that makes you tear up or smile like you've not done in a long time, one that triggers strong emotions. 
write these down in a journal or a notebook you can easily access. Then decide how you're going to go about achieving your goal. Understand who you want to be. Every habit you currently have defines you as a person. Put a name on your quality that results from your current habit and define your identity that results from your new, healthier, better habit. For example, are you lazy or are you disciplined? It's not about replacing the habit of doing things last minute with doing things consistently and diligently. It's about what the corresponding habits mean for your identity. Aim to be a disciplined person, not to do things every day. Focus on the identity rather than the outcome. Understand your current state and find your emotional reason. Where are you now? What is your present state? And what are your everyday habits now? Which habits are good for you and your loved ones and which ones are bad? Why do you want to change your bad ones? Why does it matter to you? And how will replacing them make you feel? Prioritize to allow yourself to stay persistent. Out of all the little things you want to do, the new habits you want to create, you can only stick to one or two maximum at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself by creating too many new patterns. Just stick to the ones that are more important to you at the moment. And once you have conquered those, move on to the next ones. And in order to conquer them, you really need to break their most challenging aspect of them, their repetition. So be consistent with your efforts and create a new fulfilling routine for yourself for a certain period of time. Do the same thing, do it in the same way, do it at the same time. Don't interrupt the new pattern you're trying to create and don't skip a single day or change the time. Finally, recognize how far you've come. Nobody stays motivated unless there is a reward at the end of the day. Humans need appreciation. Humans need recognition. And that's exactly what reignites the fire within us and makes us progress even further. So keep that in your mind and remember to recognize your efforts and reward yourself for your progress. Overall, remember to visualize your end goal every time you practice your new routine. Go back to your journal or your notes and read out loud why you're doing what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve, and why it matters to you. At the end of every day, recognize all your extra effort you've made on sticking to your new routine and reward yourself. Show yourself appreciation and gratitude for adopting something that once seemed challenging for achieving something new, for taking the first step to a better, brighter future. And don't forget, you can do whatever you set your mind to, as long as you believe it, as long as you pursue it. <laughs>